Welcome to History 21, the podcast, a production of the Anoka County Historical Society, sharing the stories and audio journeys from our county's past and present. Hello, Rebecca. Hello, Sarah. <laughs> now, come now, that's not fair. Last year when I tried to do my ghosty noises, you told me that it wasn't very good. Uh, because they were like ghost noises. It was bad. Go back and listen. <laughs> this was more of an evil laugh. It wasn't like ghost noises. An evil laugh for a family-friendly product. <laughs> what are you plotting, Sarah? I am plotting new stories for our ghost tour. It's the 18th annual ghost tours here at the History Center. Um, take a walk around Anoka with history and mystery with us. 18 years. Hey, we can vote. <laughs> but we're updating the ghost tour script for our guides and checking in with places to make sure we're telling the stories right. And that's this episode. Sneak peek of some of the new stories. I love the first group, um, Ambi, the wine bar. First of all, because I love wine. So there's that. But secondly, they've had us come in to tell ghost stories there for the last couple of years during a special event. And now they're telling us ghost stories that can be in the tour that we can go back and tell at their special event. The rule for inclusion on the ghost tour is that we hear the stories from the people and the places that experienced it. So hearing from Jess all the things that are going on at Ambi is very fun. They're neat people. And to know that the, the ghosts are alive and well all over Anoka, even as businesses come and go and, and remodels are done, it's super fun to know that things are still happening out there. And then we have a second story. Yes. And then I snuck into the big white house on a day where they were closed to the public and uh, Deb and Missy and I sat around a table in their front room and just chatted about the business and the long-standing ghosts that they have in that building. You know, that brings up a thought. You know, do ghosts, like, get old? Time has no meaning for them. I don't See? know. So, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, they're, they're going to outlive all of us. And, and so someone else is going to have to continue telling these stories to keep their memory alive. A little note, uh, I was making these recordings with the idea that I would use them as reference material for updating the ghost tour script. So there is a little background noise. Each of the businesses were like doing business things. Just ignore those little behind the scenes moments. <laughs> well, let's get into it, shall we? Yes. Who the heck are we talking to today? Well, hello. I am Jess Pratt. I am one of the owners here at Ambi Wine Bar in Anoka. Tell me the story. How did Ambi like come to be? Yeah, so um, my background actually is photography. So I used to be a wedding photographer and we would do 40, 50 weddings a year. And we actually thought that we would pivot into um, an event center. Um, but at that time, like everyone and their mother had been opening an event center. Um, so we decided that market might be a little bit saturated. So we decided to um, 
kind of pivot and look to see what else we could do. We had a natural passion for wine. Um, I grew up in Anoka and we realized, you know, there's a little bit of a void for good quality wine in the area. So we decided to fill that void. So here we are. <laughs> what was the very first wine that you served? Do you even remember? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I do remember when we were actually in construction, having my wine vendors come in and we literally were tasting wine on a makeshift um, sheetrock table. And so we had some red blends and some flying solo is what I can remember for a brand. Um, but we've definitely come a long way since then. So not only just the table, but the wine too. <laughs> so why did you choose this corner in Anoka? Yeah, so we actually, um, when we had our business plan set, um, it took us over a year, so from start to finish two years, to actually open because it took us a full year to even find the space. Um, we had very strict parameters on what we wanted. We wanted to be close to the other bars and restaurants. We wanted a historic space. Um, we wanted it to be big, but not too big, small, but not too small. So all of these things. So finally this space happened to pop up and we jumped on it right away. So um, it's kind of the perfect little corner. You get to see a little bit of everything going on. When was the moment that maybe you were renovating maybe you were open that you thought maybe we might have yes friends. um so it funny story um it was during renovation um we had just installed our lights we have some really cool rope lights up here um and you can ambiance obviously for ambi is important to us so the lighting is a key factor in that so we have the rope lights that you can um, control the color and the brightness on through the remote um, so we had installed them and been using them for a couple of days and then we started noticing um, the colors would be changing by themselves and at first I thought it was more of a product default or something electrical. So we tried it on different outlets. Um, I even contacted the manufacturer and I'm just like, hey, we're having this issue. Um, have you had any other complaints about this? And they were very confused. And at that point I was like, Never mind. Um, I don't think it's your product. Um, thank you for your time. Goodbye. <laughs> you remember where your business yes, is. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and it's just interesting that certain things are uh, affected um, at certain times too. It gets more active with certain people. Um, we used to have an employee here who was a little bit more in tune with maybe the spiritual world is maybe how I should phrase it. Um, she lives in the haunted house, so she can see them. Um, so they would be very active when she was on a shift. Um, and she actually, on one occasion, um, claimed that she had seen a gentleman in the basement. So. <laughs> What's normally in the basement? Is it just storage? It is storage, yes. So um, some other things that have kind of happened around here is um, last year we had a phantom phone ringing. So like an old school phone, it rang three times and it stopped. Um, it was kind of in the back corner here and you could hear it clear as day, whether you were upstairs or downstairs. Um, and that happened three different nights and then we haven't heard it since. 
um, obviously we looked around to see if there was like maybe somebody left a cell phone or anything um, didn't find anything and the fact that it, it had happened on three different nights um, and you could still hear the same volume from upstairs and downstairs was just kind of interesting um, another thing that happened, um, ah, when I was in here during shutdown, I didn't have the lights on, but I had our radio on. Um, since the lights couldn't be messed with, they started messing with the radio and, um, started skipping songs or turning it off in general. So maybe they just didn't like my music, my style. <laughs> Seems like it's a variety of people that are experiencing things. Um, certain things that I've also noticed, um, I'd be here by myself and I'm downstairs in the office. Um, we have cameras upstairs that have um, motion set up when it's off hours. Um, and I sounded like, you know, I heard footsteps upstairs and then my phone would go off with an alert saying that there's motion upstairs. I'm like, oh shoot, did I forget to lock the door and I opened it up and no one's there. That's the creepiest mm -hmm. when you're alone in a yes. building. Yes. I will not be down there at night by myself. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> what don't people know about Ambi? Well, technically we're the first official wine bar in the county um, because we're not a full kitchen. Um, we do have light bites and we just want people to come in and make sure that they are feeling welcome and just cozy. First of all, thank you for having me. Well, thanks for asking. It's awesome to come out and just hang at the big white house on a day that you're kind of closed to the public. And I guess first off, who are you? You're the boss. Me? Yeah. I'm Debbie Mucklow and I am the owner of the big white house. Um, that's who I am. <laughs> I'm her daughter, Missy, and I uh, run the place behind her back. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> So if you come in, one of you might be behind the, the counter. Here. Yeah, you got a 50, well, you got, yeah, we're mostly always here. Okay. What's the story of the Big White House? How did it come to be? The business? Yeah. I was trapped in corporate America for many, many years working for a big box store. And I always dreamed of owning my own antique store. And after many years, I was able to do so. Um, what was a bad point in my life became um, actually a great thing. I don't make near the kind of money that I used to, but I get to wear jeans and I get to have days off doing what I want to do. And I get to be in an amazing house like this. It used to be more of a traditional antique store but it has morphed and remorphed itself over the years into what people want, and that is they like to mix old with the new, and that's what we do here. We have a lot of local Minnesota artisans as well that we sell their products here, so um, we're just really happy to share the history and share this house with people because they love this house. Well, I guess that comes to my next question is, how and when did you move into this beautiful house? Well, Mary had a 
bigger business, a bigger antique store that was on the corner of 2nd and Jackson in the old Thurston's building. Her lease came up and she said to me, well, maybe we need to go talk to the Historical Society and see if we could lease Colonial Hall from them. And I said, you're gonna throw the Historical Society out of Colonial Hall? And she said, no, dummy. They've been gone for a few years. They're in the old library. So we went over and started conversations and we had to speak before the board, but then we had to go and they went on our behalf to the owners of the house, which was the uh, Anoka Masonic Lodge. So it was a subleasing. Exactly. So. We were gonna pick up the rest of the Historical Society's lease and sublease through them. And luckily for us, they approved us. So with their blessing and the Historical Society's blessing, we moved in and in November, well, it was 17 years ago. When was the moment you realized that maybe there was some ghostliness happening? Was it right away? It was actually when we were here on the tour with the Historical Society. They, we were standing right here in the entry and they asked me if we would mind sharing the house. Now we were already downsizing by almost two thirds the amount of dealers that we could bring with us and, and what we were doing. So I panicked immediately and said, oh my God, no, we can't share with. And then they had these strange looks on their face and I thought, I don't think we're talking about sharing with the same thing. I asked them to clarify and they explained that it was haunted, etc. and I said, oh, are, are they friendly? And they said, oh, yes, yes. And I said, then, then no problem, we're very respectful. And we came in and it was very shortly after we started moving things in that they let us know that they were here because we would have these heavy pieces of furniture set against the wall. We would come in the next morning and they would be sitting in the middle of the floor. They had, now we had motion sensor cameras around here for security and nothing picked up anything, although it was in clear view, so how that happens, I'm not sure, because we know they work, because we had a baby bat flying in here one night, and that threw everything off at three in the morning, so they work, but they would do little things like that. So I am a firm believer that the only people that ever own this house, and the true owners, are Dr. and Dr. Aldrich, so almost, Every morning when I come in, I bid them good morning. I thank them for letting us use their house. We are respectful that this was their dream, their home, their lives. When I forget to do that a few times, that's when they tend to remind us that, that they're here and it's theirs. What are those stories and happenings that really rise to the top? My husband, when we moved in here, <clears throat> when he started to come up and help me out at night sometimes, he used to tell me, you should not be telling people that there's ghosts in that house because they're going to lock you up in the mental asylum. And, you know, he was not a believer by any stretch of the imagination. Now, today, if you were to ask him, he's very macho and he'll say, well, I'm not saying I don't believe, 
but I can't explain. And then he'll go on and tell several stories. The first one that happened that scared the bejeebers out of him, and he doesn't scare easy, was that we, it was just him and I one evening after hours working here. And there was a, there's a lot that happens in the corner of the front um, parlor. And there was a big picture hanging there on a very big screw in the wall. And it flew, literally projected itself. There was nobody in that room at all. It projected itself off of the wall about 13 feet and landed in this room and, you know, and shattered. The screw was still on the wall. There was no reason, even if the screw had slipped, it would slide down the wall. Oh, no, 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 no like 13 feet, like somebody took it and flung it. So once in a while, they like to break things. Um, I like to think that we're all getting along better as we get older because they haven't been breaking things as often. They'll move things, they'll swing things. We had someone asking within the last year or so, she was asking me, okay, any more stories, any more stories? That, what's happened lately? And I always tell folks they're not like trained seals. They don't do things for us just when people ask. But as I said that, again, front door is shut. We don't have forced air heating or fans going on. And the chandelier above her starts to slowly bigger. It was swinging and almost hitting each side of the ceiling. And she said, how do you do that? How do you do that? And I said, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and she just was like, oh, okay. And, you know. Did she come back and ask again? <laughs> not that I'm aware of. <laughs> the other thing, too, is that they don't like uh, being captured, per se, on audio or video. Um, they are smart because they're doctors. And they like to drain batteries. They don't drain our batteries on our cell phones while we're here working. Your battery's probably fine because you're not capturing them, you're capturing us. But the people that come in here, all super excited to you know, set up their ghost busting technology and then come the next day and their batteries are like captured 10 minutes and then it was drained. Um, we even had a local news station, not like a budget news station, but a top network station come in and uh, around that you guys actually I think set us up with um, around Halloween and they did a live interview here once with my mom and they the camera guy had kept having to go out to their their news van and he kept coming back in and he kept having this little weird look and he asked my mom he's like what's wrong or you know she's like well what's going on he's like do you know, my batteries keep dying. My mom goes, oh, I forgot to tell you, they don't like to be <laughs> captured. He had three full eight hour. eight hour batteries for his legit camera for the news that they were draining. They have checklists. So then the last time I had that same channel, a couple years later, just, just recently come out and I told them that, and I don't know if they just didn't want to be part, you know, they moved on on their, shenanigans so they didn't bug his his batteries at all but because it's already been you know part of a story they gave us like that i swing back they give us these they want you know to give us stories uh one that personally happened to me was i was going to go to a concert the next day and i was closed 
and um, I like to listen to the bands that I'm gonna see you know kind of rev up and whatever and we have a sound system in here and it was just me and I was working on things and I put the music on and it's uh, not the type of music that maybe Flora and Allison would listen to so uh, I instantly felt like I had done something wrong and I had just walked out of the room that I pressed play 15 seconds into it say something in the front parlor out loud I go ooh you guys don't like that music, do you? Well, we have all these dinner bells over by the bathroom, which is on the other side of the house. It all started ringing. <laughs> so I dropped my stuff and left. <laughs> I was like, you're nice, but we don't need to hang out. So, um, and because I did, I like it was like, you know, like, you know, when you're doing something wrong, it was like that. So one other thing that happens, and this was interesting, was... Um, when we first moved in, we had a boom box. Ooh, that dates us, huh? We had a boom box that, that we played music. And it stopped working, like right away. The first day we started having problems with it. It would cut off for a few hours and then it would turn back on again. Well, we thought there was something wrong with it. It was an elderly piece of uh, of boom boxes so we got rid of it and we upgraded to a six cd changer state-of-the-art and everything and we had all kinds of problems with the music just cutting out and we tried extension cords we tried it in different places in the house same problem and it's like okay um then a few years back my son-in-law got us hooked up through the internet for our music through uh Spotify, Sonos, one of those type of systems and everything. So um, we still have problems where the music will be playing and it just drops. It just, well, one day a gentleman came in and he was probably in his early 70s, I would say, maybe middle 70s. And he explained to me that his uncle used to be the caretaker for this house back when the uh, Masons owned it, so he would do the, and it was being used at that time for the uh, women's groups to use for meetings and things. The Eastern Star. Yes. So he was the guy that would come in once a week they hired, and he vacuumed and dust and emptied all the wastebaskets, mopped the floors, did the same thing over at the lodge. And this gentleman was a young boy at the time, so he would come sometimes with his uncle, you know, to work. And, um, what would happen was his uncle, when he first came in, had a, a transistor radio. Problems with that cutting off. He upgraded to a battery-operated transistor, a bigger uh, transistor radio. Had problems with that. Blah, blah, blah. And he looks at me and he said, do you ever have problems with your music? Because my uncle said it was them. It was because those radios all worked outside of this house. and. And I just stared at him and I said, yes, we've had some problems over the years with our, and we still to this day, I worked on Saturday, same thing. We, we lost our, our uh, music probably three times during the day. They do mostly like 50s and 60s rock and roll though. They don't mess with it too much if we put that on, which wasn't their era by any means, but they were young for their age, right? <laughs> Maybe they did like it. <laughs> don't know. It's yeah. a classic music era. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but there's
they're friendly. You know, they they love this house. I always say they never had children. I don't believe they had a reason to leave. This is what they loved. And um, I really, truly feel that our business in this house brings them joy because it's not uh, pretty much the two best things you could have in this house would be a historical society or an antique store, right? <laughs> you know, you're bringing people in that are here to appreciate the house and even though it's not their things, it's things that um, go well with the house, you know, that we can put kitchen antique and vintage kitchen stuff in the kitchen. We can, you know, kind of, yes, it's retail, but you know, everyone comes for the house and then enjoys our business you know and, and we tell the stories to, yeah. we, we keep them alive in this house by telling the stories and you know for a woman to be a doctor in 1904 and you know just all of the amazing things that they brought to anoka uh with their selves and their practices and stuff yep. and so many times in your life you can drive by a cool house like this but you don't get to go in you know it's just neat it's neat it's a cool house this has been so much fun to hang out with both of you. Thank you, Sarah. Read all about it in the Noka County Library Minute. Hi, everyone. My name is Diana Nurberg, and I'm a librarian for the Anoka County Library System, and I'm offering up some intriguing resources related to this episode's ghost theme. Let's get started. There are a number of cozy mystery series that feature paranormal activity, and I've highlighted a few in the resource list. One such series is the Witchcraft Mystery Series by Juliette Blackwell. This series follows Lily Ivory, a witch who can sense vibrations of the past. And as she tries to live a semi-normal life as a vintage clothing store owner in San Francisco, locals begin to turn up dead, and so she uses her powers to help solve the mystery of who done it. Next, I'd like to tell you about a nonfiction book highlighting ghostly happenings in the state of Minnesota. It's called Haunted Minnesota, Ghosts and Strange Phenomena of the North Star State by Charles A. Stansfield. This book features a plethora of ghost stories originating in our state, including one about a horse named Dan Patch that set a mile pacing record in 1906. It is said that this phantom is best witnessed on a late afternoon in early September at the state fairgrounds. Finally, for the kids, there's Ghostly Reunion by Thomas Kingsley Troop. As part of the Haunted States of America series, this middle grade book is about a family reunion set in Hibbing, Minnesota that gets interrupted by a ghost the main character encounters while touring an old bus museum. We hope you enjoy these fascinating resources. Call or visit the local library for more recommendations. Until next time, happy learning! Get those library cards and reserve your copy today. Direct links to these books and more can be found in the episode show notes at anocacountyhistory.org. Thanks for the sneak peek, Sarah. That's amazing. I, uh, I hear there's Bountiful Nutrition's also on the tour this year. Yes, people have been getting us their stories and we're working on incorporating them or... Uh, adding new stories to places that have been on the tour, like the Masonic Lodge. And uh, we love hearing about them. It's amazing to me that the ghosts are coming up with new ways to poke and prod at the owners and the patrons of the businesses around town. I guess that's the way to pass your time when you're a ghost. (laughs) How can I annoy you the most? (laughs) 
officially the day this episode comes out is our first public tour of the season we have ghost tours that go through september and all the way to halloween and they sell out so be sure to get your tickets and how would one get one's ticket sir <gasps> you would go to anokacountyhistory.org and you can see all of the tour dates available there and tickets are $14 each. Um, the original walking tour is about a mile, uh, maybe an hour, hour and a half of time, depending on you know how fast people walk in your tour guide. The walking tour is all on city streets with curb cutouts and whatnot. If you are not local or don't want to be out and about on the streets of Anoka, you could purchase a ticket to our digital tour and enjoy it from the coziness of wherever you choose. If you have your own ghost stories around Anoka, we would love to hear them. You know, as we said, we incorporate first person accounts around town. So we would love to hear your anecdotes and your tidbits. Um, hopefully not bloody. You know, if you've lost a finger or something in an accident, maybe not blaming the ghosts on that one. But Man. <laughs> This is turning dark. <laughs> it's Halloween. <laughs> and go back in the episodes because season one, we shared ghost stories from 403 Van Buren and one of the past homeowners there. It's like ghosts from our own past coming out. <laughs> We're excited about next time's episode and... Uh, we look forward to seeing you then and seeing you on a ghost tour. Sounds good. Thanks, everyone. Bye, all If you have a question, want to visit our show notes page for each episode, or would like to share your own story, go to anokacountyhistory.org. Help History 21, the podcast, reach more ears by subscribing and reviewing on your podcast provider. We're all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for all those who scroll by. And for our Vault members, you can find special access to podcast extras as well as the latest digital resources at History 21, The Vault, located on our website. Remember, the present is the past of the future.